Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, coming at you live from New York City. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Uh, Tonight, we are going to be talking about the one, the only, Stan the Man Lee. Uh, we, We honestly, as true fans and as true just, I don't know, purveyors of his message uh it was a sad it was a bittersweet week this week we postponed our interview with uh, fright nights william ragsdale the next week we moved a lot of things around because we thought uh tonight needs to be about him um and so we will be discussing his life his cameos uh his influence his everything uh tonight and we welcome you guys this is the first night i am actively openly stressing to call the station up because I would love to go through Stanley. Oh and who am I? I am Mike Dolce. As always, I'm brought to you alongside Mr. Lord of the Radio himself, Hassan uh, Godwin. Uh, they, um, call me, they call me Mr. Tibbs. We are secrets <laughs> of the sire. And uh, again... You know what? It's, it's a sad, sad situation, but... Um Tuesday, you know, like Tuesday was a sad day. Uh, a friend of mine suffered uh, a loss the same day, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know, you find out about it. You, you, I, I got the text from you, basically, yeah. that you yeah. know, informed me. I was like, oh man, and it's a uh, Stanley was ninety five years old, so it's not like one of those like out of nowhere like like thunderbolts that that hit you, but. As as a day went on, you realized how tremendous like that that was. And that, I, I but, agree with you a hundred. But hang on, I agree with you a hundred percent because ninety five years old. If it's a grandmother that passes away or a grandfather passes away, you sit there and go, "Wow, ninety five. They lived a really good life." Yeah. So you, so you feel bad for the person. Yeah. But even the person doesn't quite. You know, it, it, it's it's. I'm yeah. not mourning for Stan. I'm I'm mourning for me. You know, I'm mourning for us. But that's like, the, the, but that's the thing. The Stanley. Death actually hit me a little different because I'm sitting there saying, "Well, there, what do you mean? There's not there's not going to be any Stanley signings at yeah, conventions. It was such a mainstay, yeah. and and there's no Stanley cameos now, and and, and, and it was a like, different unlike, kind of loss. Unlike Jack Kirby and and you know and Buzz Dixon and all these all these all these guys who were these powerhouses in the industry that we've that our chosen industry, right? Yeah, Stanley was an omnipresent. Yeah, like he was there for everything. I was talking to Rob earlier uh, this evening about like just our fill-in producer, Mr. Yeah. Rob K. <laughs> um, the, the Spider-Man is amazing friends, like just his voice narrating that. You know, before I even knew, I just thought he was some guy who was doing the voiceover for Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Before yeah. I knew the the, the tremendousness yeah. of of who he was, and you know, Excelsior. Everybody knows. I like, people were Excelsioring all over the place on Tuesday. I, I know. I My know. news feed. I didn't realize how many comic industry compatriots I had until uh, until that day came up and that news that feed every was... other okay, entry. But and and it's it's funny you mention that. Look, we usually have a very rigid format when it comes to this. We have an hour show. We have commercial breaks. We have all this other stuff, right? Yeah. So I, I like to be rigid. There's today, today there's no there's no rigidity to it. We will have spinning the racks. We will have. Um, I did come up with a couple we don't of have things that we can do. Oh, no, no, I got, we don't, oh, we don't no, have to do oh, no, I got a good one, actually. I got a good one. It's Stanley related. It's a really good one. Um, Just my luck. But, um, you know, tonight I really, I, I implore people, call 877-480-4120. I want to hear your stories. Your this Stanley is a celebration. Of, Everyone's of got life. one. 
and that's everyone's the thing that, got that's one. That's the thing that got me so uh, like amazed, though. Uh, did you see Mark Millar's tweet? No, I did not. Mark I, Millar. There were so many of them. Mark Millar tweeted that Stanley gave him the greatest piece of advice, um, and, and he talked about how. Um, Mark Millar had just kind of really broken in at Marvel and, and you know, was big at DC at that point right, and right. it was really, really, you know, and, and to him, he's like, well, I made it and I'm here and he's like, but I have all these other stories. Should I even, and Stan told him, according to his tweet, uh, pop culture gets stagnant after a while and you need to keep creating new things. So if you're just working on stuff that's already established, uh, it's going to get old with the audience. Right, really quickly. So you need to be doing new things. And he says, the next day I wrote Wanted. Ah. And the next day I released that. He says, there would be no Malar world without Stan Lee. Uh, Fabian Nicieza, a, a frequent guest of our show too. I mean, he got advice from Stan. I mean, there's so many professionals who it's like, I had dinner with Stan. He pulled me aside and said this, this, and this. And it was like, oh. Yeah. That was... Yeah. And, and you know it's really huge what you just told me. I know, as a, and you don't know that you don't know this. No. Anecdotally, though, I, yeah. I was I was very annoyed because everybody in the world, every friend I have apparently, has had their picture taken with Stan Lee. <laughs> See, do you know this? I did not get up. a Stan Lee picture taken with me. I felt like a complete loser on Tuesday. I'm All like, right. I'm the I'm only gonna give one a shout who doesn't out. have. I'm going to give a shout out to fan of the show. <laughs> Uh, and sometime guest, sometime uh, guest, Alexa Fox. Okay. Um, she she posted about this, and I can't I can't disagree. Uh, she felt it was always a little cheap uh, to just get to have to pay to get your picture taken. There's something about it's not organic. It's not an organic meeting. There's some folks. Look, there are some folks who have this like. Um, you know, they were in the industry and happened to right. like, like Buddy Scalera got to interview him. Yeah, their circumstances allowed them to get, have a natural right. Uh, and so for her, she never, she never wanted, you know, she never wanted that uh, experience. She wanted, uh, sorry, not she. Um, yeah, no, she. Alexa yes. did not. Yes. I thought Alexa I, I, a woman. I confused with Buddy for a second. This <laughs> 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 is very hard to do. Yeah. Or easy if you know the two. We of had them, a we had a birthday dinner, so if we seem a little sluggish, that's because we had our birthday dinner. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll flash that card on screen later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, and 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 so she commented on that, and I don't I don't disagree with that because that's the way I always felt. Right. I had a Stanley experience. I didn't take my photo with. Wait, him. Now, hold on. Are you saying that most of those people paid for that those pictures? Uh, there are some folks. <laughs> I feel so much better about this now. <laughs> If you see a Stanley photo up and you're not a comic book industry person, right? Then it's uh, I would say nine times out of ten, you paid for that experience. And there's nothing wrong there's with that. Nothing wrong with nothing that. Wrong with that. We're Absolutely not, you're nothing not, wrong with that. We're not detracting it. from that. But I felt like kind of a lesser, a lesser industry um, aficionada because I didn't have my my standard photo with uh, Stanley. A lot of people yeah. got Stanley. No, and look, I can't exaggerate this. I cannot overstate this. A lot of people have pictures. There was all over the news feeds. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, he's got one. She's got one. She's that. She's a janitor. <laughs> how did she? How right, did she right, even right. meet Stanley? You know, so so that that kind of I I had I had Stanley envy like a lot of, a lot of Tuesday. Um, I couldn't as it you know to your point earlier. I I wrote at at thank you Stan you know yeah. on my because I didn't I don't have this like kind of. Um, not to mix our our titans, but it's kind of like when Harlan Ellison died. It's like, how do I even? Yeah, 
Uh, the the thing Compass. with Harlan Ellison, though, too, and and I think uh, someone said Ray Bradbury passed right, away. Right. Also, yeah, uh, a while ago. Um, there's look. There's lots of there's lots of icons, right? Yeah. I, or monsters. I would I would call them like monsters. Like these people, like are just they're they're Stanley responsible. Stanley is the architect, though, of such a. And now, thanks to the movies, and movies are a big part of this. So mm-hmm. I mean, we can't detract from that. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. What I'm He's saying is... He's the architect is, of so... No, no, I'm not... Descri- uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. How do you comprehend this? I'm saying his his passing, though, was even greater than that, I feel like, because we have such an intimate experience with in the industry. There's a, there's a quote... Do you know? There's a quote from... Which which encompasses exactly how I felt when you when you sent me the text, right? There's a there's a quote from I, Claudius. I'm proving my geek... Uh, uh, cred here. Um, <laughs> when uh, the the emperor Augustus died, uh, his his successors when 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 he died, his successor said the earth will shake. Yeah, you know because it's that that's how tremendous. It's like wow. This yeah, is, we don't even realize how that. Yeah, you know is I mean just just like the scene from. Uh, from Infinity War, where he's driving the bus, you know, it's like, sure. what have you guys never seen a spaceship before? You sure. know, and it's he just fit every nook and cranny of that universe. Yeah, and he was everywhere, and, and, it, and every we, time it got a lot. Every, every and we time. will do this a little later in the show. We're gonna we're gonna rank his his best cameo appearances because that's something that people, from all the way back, if, it, if people can can name the first one, I bet you can't. I actually can because I did my research today, <laughs> but then we had our birthday dinner, so I forgot it. But, <laughs> but yes, because it wasn't just eating, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but <laughs> we imbibed. Um, <laughs> what I uh, what I was going to say though is the fact yeah. that um, his cameos even just gave people joy. You know, I mean, like he gave so many people joy. Now, look, there's a darker side to Stanley. There's a darker side to his story. Mm. Um, the the battles over credits right. when it comes to like Steve Ditko and Jack right. Kirby especially. Right. Um, there's the later stuff that happened yeah. later on in his life too. I, it's not about that tonight. Yeah. It's I, I, never. It's not a perfect story, but they're never a perfect story. No, but you know what though? For the most part, though, the the thing that that has really resonated with me is the fact that everyone I'm reading about though has and again I'm talking about indus- I'm talking about moment. industry people for the yeah. most part but even like non-industry people and, and there's a difference right but the the non-industry people have these moments of like hey I was a nerdy kid and and you gave me comfort you know you it, it's like um uh the lead singer of Stained years ago wrote that whole uh, song devoted to Lane Staley from Alice in Chains because he's like you know your music got me through times when I was feeling like you would write music for and it and it got me through it and there's right. so many people that have that Stanley moment where it's like you know your comics about disenfranchised youth and uh, repressed youth and uh, you know discriminated against youth and it's like you you know you gave me something to look at and it didn't yeah. matter what color of skin you were it didn't he matter did what like, you were he, he just Gene Roddenberry he, yeah. he he popularized the the um the the hero genre for mm. as an allegory for our real lives, you know. Yeah. He 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 uh, he did because I mean DC, all these other places weren't doing that. Right. They were doing gods. They were doing stories about gods and these these other worldly creatures that we all were supposed to look up to. And there's nothing wrong with that either. There's 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 room for that. But Stanley took a, took a completely different pr- approach. Of yeah. What if these? What if the? Yeah. What if the 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 rubbish? What if the right. people under the foot were right. also the heroes? And, you know? and again. Not to not to talk about the bad stuff, um, but it's in the conversation of the bad stuff. The the, the whole 
uh, challenge of was it Jack Kirby because Jack Kirby did a lot of uh, right. did all the artwork and yeah. did a, a bulk of the storytelling. Right, right. That being said, there's two things that Stan Lee always did great. Uh, great dialogue is not something that you can no. you can simply just gloss over. No, um, there That's are things that that I write and people go people say like this is the dialogue was so good it got me it, it it takes you places right i'm not saying his dialogue was like the greatest dialogue you've ever written i mean it's still comic book dialogue when in the 60s but you have to put it in the context of what had come before that mm-hmm. uh his dialogue at the time was groundbreaking right um I totally agree. His totally agree. His which is, well, bad, for the show, which is bad for the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah his too bad. <laughs> taking those mundane moments, the mundane problems again, never been done before. Right. And there's a formula to what he did. Right. That the well, more the childish, there's formula. the more childish aspect to all of us, the child within us. Like when I was creating comics at 11 years old, 12 years old, I was making comics based on what Stan Lee had kind of. Uh, formulated right it was his formula that i was using it was his formula that i created the sire on it was his formula that i created like 80 million other characters it was just continual you know as creators we tend to think too much these days right we, we really I, I i do anyway i i you know mm-hmm. because things have come before and things have been done before so you're always trying to think like i want to think outside the box i want to i want to be up to my idols uh, the frank millers and the mark millars you know people are thinking outside the box and doing all these great things mm. and as a creator, sometimes just it's just simple. Just write people with problems, write interesting characters, and that's what Stanley did. All right, when we come back, we're going to keep going, but I, we implore you, 877-480-4120. We want your stories if you've got them. I don't care if you paid for the photo. I'm sure it was still a memorable experience. I don't care if you met him at a bar I somewhere. Never, I never said there was anything wrong with paying for No, 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 we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> no, no. It's just funny you, you mentioned that because we have a, a good story about that too, but... I want to hear from you guys. Uh, chime in on the Facebook feed. Get us back. If not, we're going to keep going. We're going to go with some of his best creations. Um, and the one fatal flaw that Rob Liefeld found with all this. Do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin. Together, we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. We're going to keep it superficial. Just a brass tack. We are very superficial people in general. So we're going to stick to, well, I'm a very superficial person. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm a book by the cover (laughs) kind of person. I'm a great guy. I'm not superficial (laughs) at all. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. All the stuff that Stanley had an instrumental hand in creating uh, for your enjoyment. Uh, we are looking back on his epic career. He's the godfather of Marvel Comics. Uh, it was a sad day when he passed away. But yeah, again, like we kind of said... Um, pretty shocking. You know, but not really. 95, you kind of figured it had to come. I mean, no one lives it, forever. It's not... When you when you, when you you break it down to, yeah, the man was 95 years mm-hmm. old. He was old when I was young kind, right. of, kind of circumstance. It is, a, it is 
kind of pretty like, oh, well, that's inevitable. But yeah. when you when you take into context the loss, like it's it's tremendous. Like right. this man is not he's not someone who invented Marvel Comics or, you know, who was a purveyor of Marvel Comics and then and we all know him out of deference to whoever started Marvel Comics. Yeah. He is a he, he was is a Marvel presence. Comics. Yeah, he, he was an absolute presence of Marvel Comics. And he was he was uh, he was like I said like yeah. I said before he's omnipresent he right. was ubiquitous to to everything yeah. that was that was Marvel so it is like the face of Marvel yeah. has left we're never going to see that again going to go into a little bit of his bio in a little bit I want to I want to definitely uh, give fans out there who might not know uh, where he came from and how he got to where he is I'm going to do a little bit of that but the the whole purpose of tonight is really a celebration and that's why we said we open the phone lines up eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero uh, we want your stories. And we got Casey, uh, which I'm assuming from Bad Coyote Funky. The one and only. All right. Give us your story, my man. I want to hear your Stanley experience. Uh, this is a celebration for him and his life. Uh, it, 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 it truly is because of so much he's given us. Uh, I want to give back to the people out there. So tell us what you got. Well, I, I've only got the one, but, you know, I'm grateful to have it. Let me take you back to the far-flung year of 2016. New York Comic Con, the year that, if you remember, was the year where they were parading around. It's like, oh, it's Stan's last chance. It's his last, you know, sure. his last experience in New York Comic Con. Um, they were making a big show and dance of it, and I'm like, this is the year. I want to get a picture with him. I want to get something signed by him. I got to do something. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if it was my one shot, I had to make it worthwhile. So I shopped around and I looked for a couple of things that, and I dug it out. And I knew that I wanted to get signed. The first one was my copy of Silver Surfer number one from 1968, which okay. he did with John Buscema. Wow. Um, okay. I love the surfer, even though I consider him a, a Kirby creation more than just Stan. Sure. But um, his work on that book, the narrative, everything, I, that's what truly made me fall in love with Stan Lee as a writer. Mm-hmm. But to top that, the one thing I could think of, the one thing that the head honcho of Marvel who did writing, who did editing, who did the soapboxes, everything under the sun, his singular voice brought to you as the reader, the best thing that you could get signed by Stan Lee, a Marvel no prize. Ooh. No prize. Yes. Yeah. You and Hassan know exactly what For the uninitiated, a no prize was something that he would typically give out if you found an error or or, or, or just... A continuity glitch or something, books. yeah, to the point that you get a no prize and you would get an envelope, you get an empty envelope. I believe it was just an empty envelope, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it's just There's an empty no envelope prize. with green printing back when it's Marvel no still had prize. their old Fifth Avenue address. Yep. yep. Um, but the the charm of it was, it's just you know, it's just a novelty prize for like a really clever or a really zealous fan. Yeah, right, um, right. And I'm not old enough to have ever actually won one. No. Um, I don't think they give them a bad anymore. thing to admit on live radio, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're younger than us, so you, you got us beat already. Right? Um, it's not. So that I bought bad. one. I bought one that was in pretty pristine condition. Oh, and you bought a new prize. I was like, this is it. You know, I've got my Mary Marvel That's Marching like, Society badge. Gotta I've got have my that. No prize. I'm gonna yep. get in line. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. That's do like signing. buying a, a eagle so award. Was, <laughs> yeah, I picked the signing. You can only get one thing. Um, so I picked I picked that one before I ended up having to go all in line again to get Surfer written. Yeah. Um, and you know he's got these handlers and he's always looking down. Sure. Right. 
Stan's not even looking at these people in the face. He's like a machine. He's just doing his signature, passing it along. You know, the handler gives it to him because you can't hand stand things directly. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't really talk to him like nothing. You just they pass it along. So I hand it to his handler, and he's like, "Wow, I haven't seen one of these." And I'm like, "Well, you know, I figure if I'm gonna get one, I'm gonna go all out." Yeah. He hands it to Stan, and he looks up at me, and I'm. The guy is, at this point, 93 years old. I'm assuming he can still barely see anything. Yeah, yeah. But he looks at it, and he goes, wow, you're a true believer and a true fan. Oh, wow. Mike, I swear to you, I could have died right there, <laughs> and it would have been a life well lived. That's freaking sweet. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's freaking sweet. I love it. I love it. Casey, thank you for calling in. Thank oh, you for man. being a part of this. This is, like I said, it's somber. But it's also, it's, it's, uh, it's bittersweet, I guess, is what you could say. You don't want this day to come, but it has to. It's an inevitability. Uh, what a terrific life. And what a great story. What a great story. If you've got a story, please call in. Again, we're a weekly podcast, but we, uh, we always do this as a live radio show. We, we very rarely take advantage of the live radio format. Mm-hmm. 877-480-4120. If you are listening to us on podcast, uh, you can still call the radio station. They have yeah, shows going on all the time. People. They'll talk to you. Uh, but but again, I want your stories. Uh, you can always hit us up on the Facebook page after the fact as well, too. Uh, the video runs and we we comment through the week. Uh, that's an amazing story. I, that's, you know, reading people's accounts. Again, it wasn't just like, hey, I got my picture taken with Stan Lee. It was, he impacted me in yeah. a way that was, that was... And there's so many of those stories. Yeah. There's so many, like, you know, and, and they're, you know, they're all kind of, they're all kind of oddball, corny stories until you... <sighs> Until you hear yeah. like the actual admiration in the person's voice when you know, especially when someone says, "Yeah, I know this is corny, but I was on cloud nine right yeah. after he." Yeah, and you know exactly. I know exactly I know, I know. what happened. You know, you, you know exactly what that feeling is like. You know, here's the other thing I'll say too. Um, he was, you know, again, not getting into the debate of credit and all this other stuff. I mean, he was just a part of so many of iconic characters. So I posted on Facebook this week, like, "Give me your one." creation of stan lee's that's your favorite just one you gotta pick your favorite i i would um, i i assumed 98 percent was gonna say spider-man spider-man yeah but no i mean we had fing fang foom galactus we had a couple wolverines in which case rob liefeld had to lay the smack down and be like not a stan creation (laughs) that post by the way and again i hate this to being the reason but actually had the entire um creative team responsible for Deadpool commenting on my Facebook feed, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's not bad. That is awesome. Now, Fabian Nicieza, he gave three, and I had to yell at him. I said, I guess it'd give me one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not just Spider-Man. It's, uh, you know, he created X-Men. Now, for me, X-Men, um, and, and for you as well, when we were kind of like in our heyday, was, yeah. was the comic was that everyone thing. cared about, but it wasn't Stan's X-Men. That being said, someone also put Magneto, uh, the first villain who's... Um, motivations you could truly understand, right? You know, right. and and I mean, it's little nuances like that. Cyclops is a character. Jean Grey was mentioned as a character. I mean, what he what he did for me as 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 far as because I've actually I will uh, full disclosure I've never met Stanley. I never got a chance to. I'll meet I'll tell him. you my story in a second. Um, but what he did for me, and I didn't notice it until I know until it was like glaringly obvious. Like in, I didn't notice it until I noticed it. Every one of the heroes from Marvel, like in, from our day, mm-hmm. like from the X-Men, whatever, they all were terribly flawed. 
Yeah. And I don't mean that they had a like a character flaw that, you know, one of them was an alcoholic and the other one was like, you know, was into uh, stucco or something <laughs> weird. But um they they ev- whatever their powers allowed them to do, there was a serious drawback to sure. it. So it was kind of baked into the cake that there is always going to be some kind of handicap. Like these powers make you exceptional, but in order for this gag to work, this, you know, this um this uh, this dejected and you know and outmoded or out outcast uh, cast of society. Mm-hmm. In order for us to buy it, we do have to understand that there are disadvantages. You know, so like you know, some guy like Scott Summers comes along, and he could blow people away with his eyes. Yeah, and you're like, well, why, you know, why are these people oppressed? But he can't. He can't. Uh, he can't look at anybody directly. He can't. He can't look at anything. Except for you know through these uh, ruby quartz uh, yeah. glasses, yeah. or he'll end up killing you know people that he loves. That you know he'll he'll end up murdering people by accident. Everybody like you know Beast eventually Beast uh, handicap became the way he looked. Every one of them had a flaw yeah. built into their their superpower, which was another stroke of genius that allowed us to sympathize with them yeah because like if you if you're gonna say that these people are you know an out an outcast mm-hmm. you know a, a, a you know an uh an outmoded uh you know social uh string but they can you know you know they've got healing factors and they've got powers and you know telekinesis that allows them to fly and mm-hmm. they can teleport anywhere they want you'd be like well why are these people outcasts and why do they care but because these flaws were baked into their powers and they were also part of their personalities. Yeah. You were, e- you easily identified them as, you know, as outcasts. You easily identified them as people with handicaps, yeah. Yeah. you know, did these powers weren't uh, all of a sudden they weren't, uh, they weren't these things that made them exceptional. They were the things that made them, you know, uh, that, that kept them from being part of uh, society. Yeah. And it was just—it's a stroke of genius, you know. And every in in the early inception of of you know, eventually everybody just started to get like around the time they, they invented Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine didn't really have too many flaws, and then they you know they started to take that track where everybody was, you know, and then they started to give them natural social power, you know, problems like uh, Tony Stark became a raging alcoholic, and you know these these normal things they weren't they weren't as psychologically ingrained into their abilities as as they were in the beginning but that's what i remember most that's what set them apart from the dc characters who were again they were gods and it was hard to identify with superman's feeling of otherness because superman could move the earth yeah. you know he could move the sun if he wanted to yeah. so it's kind of hard to go oh well yeah i can understand why superman's upset that he's not able to eat at a, at a restaurant and yeah. not be recognized but you could understand why kurt wagner why why nightcrawler felt like a monster yeah. cuz he looked you know he could do extraordinary things but he looked like a monster right so i think that was that's a, a stroke of genius that not a lot of people talk about. Yeah, that's definitely was part of the Marvel formula way back in the day. Yeah, no, it was is truly incredible. All right, when we come back, uh, we want to do a little fun thing. We want to go through his top ten cameos of all time. We uh, talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, all the stuff that you love, and we do it right stuff here. Um, makes the girls run away. Oh, well, clearly. No, no, no. This, that is completely false. Stuff that makes the girls leave. That is completely, completely false. I recommended false. Secrets of the Sire on my show, and I got less uh, female <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. 
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc and streaming live on facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. Twitter.com, we're on at uh, Michael underscore Dolce, YouTube.com slash secrets of the sire. We're talking Stan Lee and we want to get into the 10 best cameos he's ever appeared. Uh, so Cinema Blend, I mean, a bunch of sites did this, so uh, uh-huh. it's not as if... Um, it's just that. I'm not going to take credit for it. But I think what I did, though, when I started posting, which was, which was really cool, mm-hmm. um, I started posting about this kind of thing, and um, people were really like into it, like really into it. And um, you know, everyone kind of gave the, the, the same, not the same answer. I can't say that they gave the same answer, but a lot of the same ones kind of came up. The Deadpool cameo in Deadpool 2, uh, which was big, when he was with the strippers, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, two was, one, which is but that's up that's there. the most poignant one. That's like the Guardians one. I don't know. That's low hanging fruit because yeah. that was that was the most blatant use of Stanley, like you know, yeah. and in his in his glory, you yeah. know, turning him in one to, in, into one of the Watchers. Um, I I I personally, I think his his last. Well, I don't know if that will be his last one, but the one in Infinity Wars. Was my favorite when he's just a bus driver. Yes, and the and the one from as bad as that film is, uh, the one from I think the Amazing Spider-Man, the sure. first one where he's in the uh, the library, and Spider-Man keeps saving his life from <clears throat> from having the lizards like throwing things was, at him. I think it was Amazing Two, wasn't it? Or I think no, it was maybe the it was, first one. Maybe it was, it was, it was a lizard. One. He was fighting the lizard, and he's got the he's got the earphones on. Yes, yes, he's, yes. <laughs> Yes, and he saves he saves Stan Lee's life maybe twice. Those are all on the list. So uh, <laughs> again, Cinema Cinema Blend kind of did this. Um, the Hulk cameo in two thousand three was an epic one. Uh, him and Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, just walking Ferrigno out as of... security guard. What makes that epic? Obviously, is the fact that Lou Ferrigno's there too. Yes, I yeah. mean, there's nothing about that. Uh, can't say anything. Uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four. He's got a great cameo in that. Um, it was a callback to Marvel Comics. The scene was a recreation of 1965's Fantastic Four annual in which Stanley and Jack Kirby are similarly turned away from the couple's big day of getting married. So that's kind of cool, too, yeah. that they were able to do that. Yeah, they reenact that, yeah. Spider-Man 3, he's got the most lines uh, and most relevant. He had his most relevant cameo. Which one was that? Uh, Lee spoke to Peter Parker, uh, A.K.A. Tobey Maguire, as they read a news ticker detailing Spider-Man saving a police officer, Lee reminds Parker that one man can make a difference. Okay, you know what? Yeah, that might have to go on the list as probably the best one. You a, think so? A. He's giving advice. B. He's talking to Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, how much more of a of of a of a comics geek wet yep. dream could yep. that possibly mm-hmm. be? Iron Man. 2008's Iron Man uh, was a turning point for the Marvel film universe, obviously. He showed up um, at the debut of Robert Downey Jr. um, And uh, there's a moment when Tony Stark mistakes him for Playboy founder Hugh Hefner. (laughs) Uh, That's cute. I mean, that's that's pretty great, right? I mean, you can't can't beat that. Uh, The Avengers, in the first Avengers, he was seen in a news report about the superhero team that saved the day. So he had a, you know, he had a pretty, I mean... as as important as cameos can be, yeah, uh, pretty important one there. Amazing Spider Man. Which, which one? Which one was it? Where I think it was. Uh, I think it was the second Spider Man, wasn't it? Spider Man Two, the Sam Raimi Spider Man, where he saved a woman's life. 
I think so. There's one where he pulls someone out of the way of the uh, you know of, of falling debris. I think it's the second one. Yeah. When uh, when he's fighting Doc Ock over the bank. Yeah. And he had and, and Stanley actually saves someone's life yeah. in that one. Yeah. Well, there's one that says uh, Lee's cameo in 2012's Amazing Spider-Man. That's the one we were talking about. It's unquestionably one of the best, mainly due to his performance. Lee is obliviously jamming <laughs> onto music uh-huh. while Lizard and Spider-Man wreak havoc all around him. Um, it broke up uh, a serious moment in the film. Uh, it's one of his best acting performances. Um, it's, <laughs> I mean, so it, that one, that one's a memorable one. Um, yeah, that's, that might be top that's one three, of my favorites. Personally, even though it's not in this one, that is absolutely one of my favorites. Winter Soldier. A lot of people talk about this one. You know, it's funny. Um, uh, you know, in in culling together, I'm in I'm the one that culls together all the images that you guys see on the Facebook feed and YouTube feed. Oh, yeah, um, take credit for. I am taking credit for that. I'm yeah, taking credit yeah, for yeah, my actual job. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the things are him going like, you know, just very like, <gasps> like very shocked. <laughs> yeah. And so when, I have a shot of Winter Soldier. <gasps> I have another one of him go. <gasps> <gasps> you know, so he that was his range. Yeah, his range was either was Stanley, yeah. Stanley or Shock Stanley, yeah. and that was yeah. pretty much it. But uh, the Winter Soldier one. Uh, he donned the role of security guard yet again. Um, he <laughs> realizes Captain America's World War II outfit is missing. It's priceless. That's right. <gasps> That's right. That's the, sh- <gasps> That's the shock standard. <laughs> I do remember that one. Uh, Lee's cameo in the Avengers sequel, Age of Ultron, also Pat Chan's favorite Marvel movie. Crazy mm. Pat Chan. Yeah. The Marvel man shrugged off Thor's warning regarding his request for some of his millennia-aged alcohol. The scene ends with Lee being helped out of the bar while muttering the catchphrase, Excelsior. <laughs> That's another thing we saw. Cute. We cute saw one. that everywhere. People yeah. talking, Excelsior, Excelsior. Excelsior. Yeah, I mean, oh, was, my God. My news feed was like, was like weighed down with Excelsior comments. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, yeah. It was insane. It was absolutely that, insane. And before we continue, that's the part about this that is, um, and it's one of the reasons why we're going through the cameos. I mean, he had like a third renaissance in a way mm-hmm. i mean so we, we talked about this a little earlier getting into his biography a little bit i mean he went he was enlisted in world war ii um and instead of being in fighting he would actually be he wrote training manuals and he would do things uh in the you know there's so many different divisions of the army and the military i mean part of that is the you know writing processes and writing training manuals right. and and you know there's there's mundane jobs yeah. but they're just just as important as anything else right um uh, and he was a part of that um he actually took over timely comics uh, they were going out of business, and so he's like, "I want to do my own thing," and that was Fantastic Four. And the guy's like, "I don't care what you do, we're yeah, going out of business." We're going out of business. And Fantastic Four we're number leaving. one was one of the highest selling books at the time. And then he basically got handed the editor in chief job um, shortly after. His run of, of Fantastic Four was like 114 issues, I believe, uh, with Jack Kirby. I mean, it's one of the longest runs, uh, broken by Eric Larson, Savage Dragon. Um, on any single well done, title, Eric. though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eric Larson has a funny anecdote, too. These were the kind of the funny moments from all this stuff. Um, he got to draw a script from Stan Lee, one of the, the, one of the final scripts that Stan Lee really ever did. Okay. Um, and they misspelled Eric's name. In, oh. It's Eric with a C, in, but it's supposed to be Eric with a K. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of funny there, too. Um, kind of commemorative, but a goof, yeah. a goof off. So, I mean, his, I mean, his biography is... It, it, look... To us folks in the comic book industry, me, me fail English, that's impossible. Um, <laughs> to those of us in the comic book industry, yes, well done. he would be legendary. It would be a passing. It's, it's a national tragedy, though, because of the movies. 
I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Well, yes, it became. I, I, it's I world. It be, it's world renowned because of the movie. I think you would sit there. He's, he's very niche. And I'm not saying that's us. good or bad. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not judging. Or, I'm just merely stating a fact. I mm-hmm. think there's a fact that people discover this world because of him. Right. Um. Or or once they discovered the world thanks to the movies, they get a little deeper and go, Oh, it's Stan Lee created all these guys. Oh, Stan Lee. You know, you know Stan Lee was always a household name. There's no question. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. Right. Um. I don't think the the magnitude of the loss though. I don't think the celebrities posting photos i don't think there's these uh, i mean yeah, there was one like where the rock was posting a photo of having met him and being moved by what he told him early on in his career i mean there's like so many of these stories mm-hmm. that you sit there and go you know what this doesn't happen without the movies that's what these cameos are actually more important than you think i don't necessarily again maybe not maybe maybe not i mean yeah i i think the the current fervor is because of those movies, you know. The the reason he was on Entertainment Tonight, yeah, as a, his obit was on, uh, yeah. you know, on these uh, these major news outlets, is is because of the movies, definitely because he's he he made himself relevant all over well, again. And he also, made and also, and also the movies socially themselves, or, or pop culturally, right. relevant. And the movies themselves, though, were such a phenomenon that it 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 it, it like I said, he had a, a a third renaissance in his life. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, but it it, it could have easily been non-attributable to him you know yeah. it could have been, could yeah. have been easily True. like oh disney disney you know re, uh, you know invented marvel sure. disney's marvel whatever so i mean the 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 genius stroke of including him in every one of these him, him legitimizing him christening every yeah. one of these movies i don't know whose idea it was i yeah. know his his first appearance was in x-men yeah with uh which which was brian singer so he it whoever idea it was behind that, that was the catalyst yeah. for all of this. Yeah. Um, and just, it might have been, you know, might have been, might have been savvy business, uh, uh, business wheeling and dealing. Well, that's one it of the might things, have been. That's the one of the things they talk Stanley's, about. Him, uh, yeah, Stanley was, might a, have been was Stanley a master himself. marketer. But you know, quite frankly, I mean, marketing yeah. is so huge, though. So it makes sense. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, it's just. I don't remember what I was going to say. No, no, no I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you talk about how it might have been Stanley's own ability to market stuff, and, and maybe, it's true. yeah, it, it, it might possibly have been like his, his own idea. Whoever's idea it was, it was a stroke of genius. Yeah, and whoever's idea it was to conti- to keep it going, to make it a running gag. Yeah, you know, it's right up there with the after credit. You know, absolutely. Uh, you You're know, looking edition. in every movie. For yeah, or no, you know what? And it doesn't What's even funny? matter if it's a Marvel. Studios I'm not movie. even looking for him. Right. I, every time he it's pops up, it's like, surprise. oh, there he is. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Now it's an official movie. It's an official Marvel movie. And like, it's funny. He he bridges all the he bridges all the the different branches. Yeah. That use the Marvel logo. Yeah. Sony movies, Fox movies, yeah. and uh, that's and what I was going to say. Movies. It doesn't matter if it's a Marvel Studios movie yeah. or a Fox movie. It doesn't matter. He was there, and it was awesome. Uh, just getting down our account, and before we go to commercial break, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was number two. Um, the significance behind this one was, though, is that he uh, was, I guess, seen on a, was it the planet full of watchers, I guess, yes. kind of thing. So um, for years, folks had speculated Stanley's character was connected throughout every film. And while that theory has been teased, it was never explicitly concerned uh-huh. until Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 had some fun referencing it. As Kevin Feige put it when he spoke to Cinema Blend, this cameo does a great job of embodying the ethereal creative being. Uh, Lee was from Marvel Comics, and an acknowledgement that he is the one who sits above. It's not bad. Uh, the number one cameo, according to Cinema Blend, and feel free to disagree or agree, uh, or just revel in the cameos, because, I mean, come on, I mean, we're, it's not like we're ranking uh, the Mount Rushmore of, of all-time movie greatness. We're yeah. just, it's, it's fun. 
Ant-Man and Wasp. Stanley's joke about the 60s taking a toll on him is a high point in Ant-Man and Wasp, which is really saying something given the film's laughs. It wasn't the only great joke he had either, as deleted scenes show Lee delivering several other gut-busting lines that could have easily made the final cut as well. The line chosen is especially ironic, considering Lee is a strong opponent of drugs during the era. <laughs> there you go. That's their number one. That was their number one. I got, I, I, uh, no. I got to go, I got to go ASM, number one. Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. Can yeah? Can you act like I'm on the Earth? <laughs> Come on, ASM, H I M P O N T A S. All right. When <laughs> we come back, we go spinning the racks. I had a ticket bought for me by oh, an, okay, okay. by an enthusiastic friend. No. Did you know that that friend now asked me to go? So does that mean I don't have a ticket anymore? This is correct. This is correct. I actually passed it on to Sam. So now Sam so is going, going with your friend. With my friend. To the show. Well, now I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> and none of it's good. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, streaming live on the internet radio, that is talkradio.nyc, and streaming live on facebook.com slash secrets of the sire, Twitter, which is at Michael underscore Dolce, which is mine, and youtube.com slash secrets of the sire, which is us. I want to thank Heather Peters for joining us, CJ Hogan, welcome, Annie Banks for jumping on, Leisha Davis commented, X-Men Apocalypse, uh, holding wife Joan, which is how I want to picture him right now. Uh-huh. Was a touching cameo. Yeah, so I, I agree. I agree. I, I, you know, look, this is, this is meant to be, uh, kind it's of a like, um, yeah, it is. But you know, it's like those funerals where the, the Irish funeral. It's like an Irish wake. Irish you know, wake, people yeah. are having fun and just reliving the good moments. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not enough alcohol. Though. You know, well, no, I guess not. <laughs> Unless people are charging your Amex card right now, which is, I think, what is happening <laughs> oh, to me. I literally, guys, got a got a got a text message from my credit card company that someone just charged three thousand dollars to it. You're you're lucky they said, "Hey, is this charge legit?" <laughs> I know, right? As opposed to, "Hey, thank you for no, spending no, no. three thousand dollars for Amex." There's nothing. There's nothing legit about it. It's the fact that my credit card company knows I am poor and is like, "There's no way you're charging three thousand dollars to your credit card." You would rather, even if you were right filthy now. rich, you would want your credit card company to think yeah, you were poor. Yeah. So let's I, uh, let's yeah, let's we'll call. Give, we'll give a hand it's better it. than your credit card company thinking you're rich because it, then it won't give you any sanctions or any 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 uh um allowances yeah. or anything like that. All right. I don't agree. do that. I agree. Don't you. do that. It's a bad. I've never been there, but I've seen it. It's a bad <laughs> place. It's a bad place to be. This is a Stanley celebration episode. Welcome, Joe Mulvey, who's on the Facebook feed as well. Welcome to all the folks on Twitter who are on there right now. Well, he might be on there. I don't know. We have one viewer on that too. Uh, but we do this every week. We go. Oh boy. Spinning the racks. Spin the racks. Spin the racks. And I've got a Stanley appropriate one. Apparently, Arnie Hammer. Not Arnie. I keep saying Arnie. It's Army. Army, Army Hammer. Which is a terrible name. That's Arm and Hammer. That's mm. always... I always think of baking soda whenever I hear yeah, about Yeah, yeah. Well, he <laughs> trashes celebrities posting shots of themselves with Stan Lee. He went on Twitter. Ha! And he said, so touched by all the celebrities posting pictures of themselves with Stan Lee, no better way to commemorate an absolute legend than putting up a picture of yourself. <laughs> 
And then he got ripped by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He got uh, ripped by a lot of people. I actually. bet he did. I bet he did. But still, <sighs> still, you know what? Kind of with him. You know, here's kind of with him. This is a head versus heart. <laughs> um, I understand. And it, listen, if I had one, it would be up there. It, I would totally. <laughs> I would. I would succumb to peer pressure. I've been like everyone's posting. Oh, I got to post my picture of him. I almost posted my picture of me and Boba Fett just just because I needed to post myself with a celebrity just to feel like I don't really yeah. have a picture Here, of Boba here's, Fett, so, um, which is also making me sad. Here's the thing. But on the surface, I actually agree with you also, except here's what makes them posting. Here's, no, 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 no. Wait, before you say anything, because okay. I know it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's not about in reality. Yeah, it's. Just an expression of affection. We live in reality? No. No. But it's just an expression of affection for a celebrity. That's all it is in reality. Nobody that I know who posted anything, I don't know about anybody else, nobody on my news feed that posted a picture of themselves with Stan Lee was, was trying right. to exalt themselves right. in, the, in, the, in, in lieu of the, uh, the tragic but death. But here's actually... But, yeah. but yeah. one second. <laughs> the observation... Is still brilliant, you know. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> why? Why are you part of this? Why are you making yourself part of this? And that I've I've always thought that social media was so narcissistic, and it was it was just inherently narcissistic. There's no way you can engage on social media without without. Alpha intern Chris is like agreeing with you 100. Yes, yes, he's like, what, but he shaved his head, so I don't. Yes, respect he him doesn't anymore, really so. exist. I don't even know who that Not is. Not like actually. Nazi type shaved his head. No one can see him. He's, <laughs> he's just well groomed shaved his head. He had a, a beautiful, beautiful. Um, uh, it was haircut. impressive. It was it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, substantial. Yeah, his uh, his head of hair, yeah, and then he was like, yeah, yeah. But he's agreeing with I'm you. I'm done combing it. So here, here's the thing, though. <laughs> I, my head agrees with what you're saying. My heart doesn't. And here's why I actually say my head then turns around and says, no, 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 no. no. Um, these are celebrities posting pictures with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a certain aspect to well, that. That's what which I'm is saying actually, about. No, no, no. But there's a, there's a certain aspect to that where I'm actually kind of like impressed. Like, they're in awe of the fact that they're taking pictures with him. Do you know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Like, how amazing is like that? Like I said, if you don't think about it deeper than, yeah. than it goes, the, yeah. deeper than the surface, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I think that social media is so inherently narcissistic yeah. that there's no way you can en- engage in social media without, without feeding that shadow of narcissism inside of you. And so that just the, the fact that someone else came and like, was a really tongue-in-cheek about, hey, way to put yourself in the middle of a tragedy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like taking a taking a selfie with the Hindenburg exploding behind you. <laughs> I know. And like look I know, what I, I know, look what I went I know, through. You know. No. So, <sighs> I mean, we the the selfie the selfie culture that we live in. I know. It's, it's disgusting. I know. You know. So it's it's not like that, but it is like I that, know. You know. It's not meant to, but I can understand why he did think that. That being said, the narcissistic culture people are destroying him. Like he had to, he had to delete the tweet. He deleted the tweet. Now he didn't just. At well, first, though, because at first, you don't though, hit send, as as we say, that's the motto of the show. Is I it? don't disagree with don't you. Don't hit send. So, uh, Hammer, uh, best known for films like Call Me by Your Name and Social Network, um, provided oh, the voice and, uh, of Strong Hey, what about Lone Ranger? He was the Lone Ranger. <laughs> oh, that's right. He provided nobody... the voice of Strong Arm in the 2014 TV movie Stanley's Mighty Seven. The actor he was the man up. from Uncle. Now, at first, he didn't <laughs> let up on Twitter when challenged. Uh, one guy wrote, "They worked with him," and Hammer wrote back, "Me too." 
Uh, wow, that's actually got a double-edged connotation to it, doesn't it? <laughs> One woman responded, maybe they're just remembering how it felt to meet him with those photos, but Hammer wasn't having it. If Stan impacted your life, i.e. all of our lives with his work, post his work that touched you the most, he wrote. Posting a selfie makes his death about you and how cool you felt taking a picture with him. That, see, that, and that's not necessarily true. That's, that's a condemnation. I know. That's a, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that. It does... It doesn't. It is inherently narcissistic that the first thing you think about when someone dies is a picture you took with that person. I, it is inherently narcissistic, but it is not. Um, it's not acutely toxic narcissism. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think also in this particular case, when it comes to social media, the caption is worth just as much as the photo here, because and I'll use the rocks as, a, as an example or Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. posted, you know, without you, I, I owe it all to you. Right, you know, and and, okay. he's, and he's true because Robert Downey Jr. Uh, doesn't get Sherlock Holmes without Iron Man. Right, he doesn't no, end up I resurrecting it. his career. But with that. see, in an, even even in myself, I posted "Thank you, Stan." Yeah, which means I'm still thinking about his contributions to me. Yes. as he's gone. Yes, true. So that's still true. narcissism, even true. though. But I mean, the only the only virtue about what I did is that I'm not, I make no bones about it. I'm just, I'm thanking him for what he gave me instead of pretending that I, you know, I thought that he was an exalted, you know, which I do, but instead of like trying to make it sound like it was a symphony, but it's still narcissism. I actually really goofed my, uh, my tribute to him. My first tribute to him was, um, you know, RMP, RIP Stanley, nothing else needs to be said. And I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, idiot, just enough, enough said. said. Yeah. No. yeah. Like, what, is, what an idiot I am. That's why. Well, and then I posted something else to make up for that because I'm just. I wrote, I wrote at thank you, Stan, instead of hashtag thank you, Stan. Because I forgot how to do a hashtag. <laughs> and then everyone was like, and what? Then you're like, you're adding him. He's not here. Anymore. Yeah. And everyone was like, what, Total is, what, you, what is an at thing? You know, what, is there a <laughs> What's website? What's that going to do now? And I'm like, if you don't know, you can don't you, understand it. Can you it. add somebody in heaven right now? <laughs> can you add somebody I in can. heaven? I can. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I My last so. name is Godwin, baby. <laughs> I think you can. All right. Deal I with it. Deal can. with it. Well, that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, uh, the other thing I tried to do when I posted this week also was to, um, the one thing I was so amazed at was just how many people, and we said it before, and this has been a tribute to him, and, we, and, I, and I'm actually kind of glad we did it because uh, it was sad to hear it, but just how many... So I was listening to, when I was prepping for the show, I, uh, I was listening to a song from Not A Surf called Imaginary Friends. <laughs> it was just one of those, one of those ironic things. Right. And it's like, how many imaginary friends did he create for people? And it's an amazing concept. It's, non- it's, it's an non-stop. amazing concept. It's nonstop. So, Stan, uh, wherever you are, which uh, you know, I'm sure you are where you're supposed to be you're with your wife, we thank you. And, and we thank Jack Kirby. We thank Steve Ditko. We, we thank Everybody. a lot of folks uh, for giving us. I mean, I used to have this Everybody argument. Everybody who picked up a pencil and drew a comic book page before uh, me. Yeah. Everybody. Thank yeah. you. I mean, that's the thing. It's, I, 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 you know, the impact that you have, especially when, you're, when what you're doing has no discernible purpose except to entertain, but then to impact people's lives like that. It's pretty amazing. All right. Next week, we are back. It's Thanksgiving time. We're going to tell you what we're thankful for in 2018 uh, and what we're looking ahead to in 2019. I swear to God, we'll actually talk about it this time. Uh-huh. Uh, we also got Fright Nights, Williams Ragsdale on to talk about his new film. I'm pretty, pretty excited about all this stuff. So uh, thank Sounds you good. folks for joining us. Join us here every week, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern.